Welcome to the People, Passion, and Purpose podcast, where you will hear from creative small business owners in the trenches every single day, talking story, talking lessons, talking failures, talking truth. I'm your host, Nina L. Kovner. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome this week's guest, Noelle Weatherwax. Noelle is a salon owner of Concrete Rose Salon, a leader, an artist, and a new mama. Welcome, darling. Yay! Hi! I'm so excited. Thank you so much for saying yes and sharing your story with us. I'm super stoked to have you. I know that your story is going to help so many people. So, you know, as always, I have a million questions. So let's dive right in. Yes. How long have you owned Concrete Rose? Why did you open Concrete Rose? And tell us about that incredible name. Hmm. So it's been just a little over three years um, since we opened. Um, And why? Uh, I think I wanted to create what I felt like didn't exist. I think if there was a place like Concrete Rose, I wouldn't have opened a salon. Um, But I really wanted to be somewhere that focused on community um, and helping people in the community, uplifting people in the community, and also um, where creativity was important um, Mm. and celebrated. I think a lot of places where I live, it's interesting because I live in this like hippie beach town that sort of um, presents itself as being really diverse, but actually everybody's kind of the same. Ah. Um, they're just like all weird. So it seems like <laughs> everybody's different, you know, but um, I really wanted a space where whoever you are was celebrated and accepted and um, enhanced, you know, Um Yeah. And a lot of places that I worked prior, if it didn't equal dollar signs, it wasn't a good idea. Um, And that was something that I always really struggled with. You know, I obviously it's a business, but um, that's not why I do what I do. It's not just about money. And so I would come to other owners that I worked for and say, oh, I thought we could do this. Or what about this type of fundraiser? What if we donated this to these people? And they'd be like, "Mm." You know, it was just met with like a really flat, well, if that doesn't make us money or if that doesn't get us new clients, um, what's the point? And so I wanted to be in a space where it was like helping people is the point. This is why we're here. Yeah. I, you know, before we get into the, the meaning behind Concrete Rose, I, I love that, you know, you, you made it very clear that Yes, we're a business. We are a for-profit business. Yes, revenue is the result of the things that we do, but it's not why we do what we do. And that's Simon Sinek, classic Simon Sinek, start with why. Yeah. And I, I, I love that because those actions, those activities, that, that brand purpose and promise that you spread through the community, that will and does equal so many dollars. <laughs> but that is always something that unless it's literally like, give me the dollar for the action, Mm -hmm. people don't see that. And I I think that's such an important, I'm so glad you brought that up because Mm -hmm. it's such an important part of marketing and and brand value and, and why we do what we do. And, and if it's aligned with 
with, you know, our audience, it is going to generate revenue. It is going to generate clients. It is going to create long-term growth and, and loyalty. And it's so beautiful that, um, you see that and that you have created a space that in fact takes action on, on that belief. So, so well done. So tell us the story behind concrete rose. What does that mean? So there's a poem um, written by Tupac Shakur called The Rose That Grew From Concrete. Um, And that's where I got the name from. Um, When I was thinking about what I wanted the name to be, I thought of a lot of different names. You know, I was all over the place. And every time I look up a name that I thought, oh, this is cool. First of all, there'd be like 100 salons all over the country with the same name. So creative field, we're all really kind of similar. Yeah. (laughs) And I wanted something that felt really uniquely me and what I was trying to cultivate. And then when I thought of that poem, it's one of my favorite poems. And I was just like, this is it. This is me. This is the people that work in the space. This is the space itself. It just was like, this is so perfect. Cause what I, the meaning that I take from that poem is just, um, that this unexpected beauty comes from a hard place. That's Mm. what I think of when I think of the rose that grew from concrete. It's just, first of all, it's almost impossible. How does a rose grow from concrete? It's a miracle in a way. Um, And also that it might not be a perfect rose. It might be a little messed up. You know, the petals might be a little ripped. It might be a little torn up, but that, um, but it's still really beautiful because it managed to come from that hard place. And I, I relate to that personally. Um, you know, growing up for me, my life was kind of hard. My mom was a single mother. She struggled with a lot of issues. She had addiction issues. We were homeless for the majority of my life on and off. Um, and so there wasn't a lot, um, that made it that, oh, this girl, she's going to be a success, you know? Um, and the beauty industry, um, made, all this possible for me, you know? Um, and so I think, yeah, like just that, the fact that it's something beautiful too, um, really ties into the name. Um, and then also I just think it, you know, I wanted as a leader to help people reach their dreams, even if they seemed impossible. That's sort of what I wanted to cultivate for people who were working with me. Um, Cause I just feel like that's such an, a privilege to have someone share their dreams with you. You know, even if, even if I can't help them get there, just being told what they are like, Hey, there's this thing I want to do. And it sounds crazy, but this is what I really love to do. Like what a privilege. So amazing. Right. Um, and, and a lot of the people who have worked with me, um, you know, that's, that's what they're doing. Priscilla, who, um, is also part of a school. Yes. Um, she's at New York Fashion Week right now for the I second know. time. I love watching her experience in New York. Oh my gosh, rock star, amazing! Mm-hmm. She's like so famous, I can't even handle it. Right? You know, <laughs> shout um, out to Priscilla. Absolutely, Stacy, who started with us um, a week into being open as an assistant, straight out of beauty school, has grown a full business four days a week behind the chair from ground up. And having to be retaught how to shampoo. I mean, she has cultivated an wow. amazing business. Um, she's a single mom. She's a kick-ass mom. Her son's 15. He's super cool. He's like the coolest kid. Um, and she 
you know, really, I mean, she worked two jobs for the majority of the beginning of her time with us. And now she's a full-time stylist behind the chair, just killing it. I mean, just, it's amazing. It's a, it's so cool to get to be a part of these things or witness these things and watch people, um, get what they dreamed of. Like how amazing. That is amazing. And and let me ask you, how do you do that? How do you, how do you lead to that place that helps people realize that they have this unlimited potential? What, what do you think a few of those things are that you have cultivated at Concrete Rose? I think trying to create a space where people can be themselves and um, feel like unencumbered um, is really important because I didn't do anything. You know, I think I just created a space for them to do something. They did all that footwork, you know, I think maybe um, certainly some guidance um, and hopefully leading by example, because that's what I'm doing every day is chasing my dreams and trying to figure out what those are. And it changes. Um, But yeah, I think just trying to be an example of like fearlessly going for your dreams and sharing those dreams with people, not being afraid to say it out loud, not being embarrassed, um, asking for help. That's something that um, has made my dreams possible is knowing where I need help and asking for it. So Mm. just being an example of this, you want to do this, this is how you do it. So just follow my lead. And if you have questions, ask. Yeah. And then in terms of being a leader, I think, you know, it's, it's been a learning process that was really new in opening the salon. I'd been a business owner as a behind the chair rental stylist, but I didn't have people that I was trying to lead. And sure. so, um, you know, I always tease Stacy, um, that she's like my first kid. Like you, <laughs> like I'm, I learned how to lead with her, just like she was learning how to be a hairstylist. I was learning how to be a leader. And so it wasn't always perfect. Um, because I think sometimes you expect people to be exactly like you. And they're not. No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so that was definitely like a strong learning curve for me of of figuring out, okay, how can I adapt? um, And what can I do to make sure that this person is successful? Um, And so just going back to that, those basic principles of like, okay, I don't know how to do this. Where can I find out? Who can I ask for help about this? You've been such an amazing resource for that. A school has been amazing for that. It just um, was that thing of like, okay, here's people who've done it. Mm-hmm. How did you do it? And asking, you know, or just picking up those resources that you give us of recommendations of things to read, places to go, that kind of thing. Um, and I think also the biggest thing is being willing to do the things that you ask people to do. If I want them to always be learning, I have to always be learning. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't be like, um, I need you to scrub the floors if you're not down to do that yourself. Absolutely. So let's talk about speaking of scrubbing the floors. Um, <laughs> you you are a new mama. <laughs> yes. And so now you're not only scrubbing the floors, mm. but you are raising a little human. Can yes. you I, I know and you, you talked about, you know, single moms out there. We know there there's so many single moms and not single moms uh, yeah. navigating their career, their leadership and ownership journeys. Um, can you share a little bit about that experience, how you yeah. navigated that whole thing? I mean, step one for me was. Um, that thing going back to like asking people how they did it. 
we're in a, a business that's predominantly women. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of mamas. There sure um, is. And there are a lot of hairdressers in my network um, that have kids. So it's like, how the heck do you do this? How do you work so hard and then go home and be a mom? And so I got a lot of really great advice. And um, one of the things that I was told that I really took to heart was do less than you think you can sign up to do less than you think you can, because it'd be nicer to be pleasantly surprised that you have a lot more energy. Ah. Um, (laughs) So, you know, that's sort of in um, coming back to work after having Sterling. Um, I'm just three days a week in the salon and um, my days are shorter. They're eight hour days instead of 10 hour, 12 hour days. Um, because I was like, this is less than I think that I can do. And that's actually really max capacity right sure. now. <laughs> so that was good. Um, but that, that's a, been the biggest thing. And also, um, you know, I have such an incredible team. It's really, it was really sort of perfect timing um, because they, they just held it down for me. Both Priscilla and Stacy have been incredible. They took my clients while I was on maternity leave, took amazing care of them. Like I know that they get the exact same experience with anybody there that they get with me. It's just that we just have it that dialed. We are that tight, which is amazing. And I'm so lucky for that. Um, yeah. So that, that was a big part of it. And then just, um, I think in behind the chair, um, being mindful of the energy that I'm giving to people now, because it's not a limitless resource. Um, you know, so I'm, um, especially emotionally, um, much more mindful of what I'm giving to people, you know, am I, um, doing free therapy sessions with my hair or am I, (laughs) you know, or am I just doing hair? I think that's, um, a really big part of it. And then also when I'm in the salon, maximizing my time there so that I am also still being a leader. Cause I think I was there a lot before, but maybe just kind of physically. And so now when I'm there, I try and really be present uh, for the girls so that, um, that I can still lead and still effectively um, run my business, even though I'm there physically less, you know, right. I think I, I'm really starting to get that stupid old adage of like work smarter. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I think cliches are cliches for a reason. Yeah, you know? I agree. I totally, <laughs> I totally agree. Let me ask you. Um, I, I know it, everything has been so like, super positive and everything's been awesome. But I know, in fact, the reality is not everything is awesome. Can you share your biggest failure with us? That's a heavy question. It is. I know. (laughs) You know, I got to get heavy. Yeah. God. One of your biggest or or one that had like the greatest impact on you. Hmm. You know, I don't know that I've had a spectacular failure that really was like, that was it for me. Like this was that moment. I think I've had a series of lots of little failures, medium sized failures um, that all led me to where I am. I think if you try and do anything, you fail a hundred times before you get it. Um, You know, in being in salons that I wasn't a great fit, maybe, or, um, you know, in my personal life, not living to a standard of like who I want to be, you know, those Mm. like 
And I think, I mean, that's, those are probably the heavier failures in my life is, um, you know, where you have those days where you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't like you. I don't like what you do. And I don't want to be you, you know, that yes. I think would probably be the heaviest stuff. Um, but with, um, professionally, nothing too monumental. You know, I think I, I maybe tried to force things and make things fit that didn't for too long. Sometimes. Um, I think when you're in the beauty industry, we all sort of have a tendency. I shouldn't, I mean, I shouldn't speak for everybody. I have people pleasing tendencies. Ah, Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I think it can be common in the service industry. It's like, we want to make people happy. Um, and so not being great at boundaries, that's been, um, a challenge for me. So I would say like stuff like that, you know, but really the biggest stuff and and what was the biggest change for me was just, um, I think because of an exit, like the examples I had growing up, um, when I was younger, I didn't live in a way that was in line with who I wanted to be as a woman. Um, and so there, it just got to that point where, um, and I don't even really know why I think sometimes I think about that. And there's just this incredible amount of grace that's been like a running theme through my life where, um, I decided to change completely. Um, and I got sober. I haven't drank in almost 11 years. No, no mind altering anything. Like I've just felt all my feelings for more than a decade now, (laughs) which is crazy. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but then when I think about stuff like that, though, I'm like, how is that a failure? You know, like I made mistakes, but but it led to all this amazingness, the like yumminess that is my life, you know. Um, and I think that's the point. You know, I, I, I yeah. think that we we get this fear of failure when in reality, like I, I love how you said there's been a series of all of these little quote unquote failures that mm-hmm. that have shaped the business that have shaped your life that have shaped your decisions that have shaped your path. And, and so that is the reality of most of us out there. And, and so I I believe that we, we can demystify that fear of that one huge failure when in reality, Mm -hmm. we're going to be bumping along, bumping along the entire way. And, and, and that, that's kind of the point of, of the journey. And, and I love how, I love how that that's a big part of your story. Let me ask you, what does passion and purpose mean to you? <laughs> it's funny. I knew this question was coming because of listening <laughs> and I've like agonized over it. Um, <laughs> but then I was like, I want to be, I want to be authentic. So I don't want a canned answer. So I, I tried not to think about what I was actually going to say. Um, but I did look up the definitions of passion mm. and purpose, um, which is interesting. Um, but I'm going to start with passion. What I think passion is or what I think of when I think of passion, it just to me is like where you get that energy to chase what's important to you. Yes. Um, even when you're almost on empty. Yes. That that was like that fire that burns passion is that to me. Um so that's what I think of when I think of passion. And and I think, I mean, passion, I think is easier to define, you know, it's, it means a lot of different things, but I think people are like, Oh, I'm passionate about this. And, and you know what that means. Purpose is the one that I was like, Whoa, that's heavy stuff. Um, 
because that's what we're all trying to figure out what your purpose is like. Why are you here like, on this planet? That's what I think of when I think of purpose. And I think we're all constantly searching for that, what our purpose is. And I think um, when I think about purpose, I think I know what my purpose definitely is not. Um, and it's not to be perfect and it's not to accumulate a bunch of shit. Um, and somehow I still spend like 90% of my time trying to do those two things. Even though I know that deep down in my heart that I'm not here to be perfect and I'm not here to just get stuff. Um, that's where our energy goes. Right. I, it's, it's like kind of mind boggling, um, because there is no perfect, you know, I think there's things where we think about, Oh, if I just look this way, or if I just get this job, or if I get this person to like me, um, if I do the right thing, Every day, like if I just wake up and eat a perfect breakfast and do yoga and then kick ass at my job and spend time with my friends and end the day with a bubble bath and read a book and, you know, then I'll be perfect. Um, and it's just so not real. Like it just never happened. No. Um, you know, and then I think also with the stuff thing, it's like if I just make this amount of money, if I just get this car or, you know, this shade of lipstick or, you know, like this is the dress that's going to change my life. This is what's going to finally make me feel OK inside. Um, and that's not real either, you know, and that's what we're focused on. And I think when I think about what makes me actually feel like what I think those things are going to make me feel like it's. um making someone feel good, creating something beautiful, making somebody laugh, you know, um, being of service to other people. That is what actually gives me that like rainbow shooting out of your butt, like magical, happy, you know? And, and it's like, that's such a small amount of my focus though. And I try and bring it back to that. Um, but it's interesting because it's easy to get distracted by those messages that I think we all receive of like, you're not good enough. You need to be perfect. Um, and you don't have enough stuff and that's, what's going to make you feel better. You know? Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, I, I love that. I love that. I honestly, I, I know it's always an ongoing search, but to me, I, after, you know, just spending these few moments with you, I think that your, your purpose is, is, is most definitely founded in, in, in service mm-hmm. and going back to the story of concrete rose, yeah. you know, and, um, against all odds, being able to lift and rise above all of those challenges and, and all of those heart aches and heartbreaks and adversity. And it, it's, it's, I, I'm so touched. I'm so touched. I've always been, I, I, I just, I, I love your story. I love what you're doing with, with this project, with this. It's, it's more than Thank a salon. You. It's, it's, it's more than that. And, and I truly believe that, that, that it's beautiful. It's absolutely perfectly imperfectly beautiful. Thank you. Wow. Noel, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, okay. So, um, Instagram for the salon is at concrete rose salon. Um, my Instagram is noel.concrete.rose, um, concrete rose salon.com, um, facebook.com slash concrete rose salon. That's where, that's where you'll find us. And what about the team? Where can we find them? 
So Priscilla's Instagram is at Scylla underscore Killa, C-I-L-A underscore K-I-L-L-A. She's so fun to follow. She does like the coolest stuff. Um, she's like such a professional Instagrammer. And Stacy is Stace in Yo Face, S T A C I N Y O F A C E. And she is so fun to follow too. She's like just her journey's been incredible. And she's doing this really cool thing. Um, this year is her yes to movement year. So she's trying new things every week bar class, jujitsu, mountain biking. I so love that's it. mixed in there with hair, which is really cool. That's so awesome. Noelle, thank you so much for being oh my our gosh. guest. My pleasure. This is amazing. I'm so glad I got to do this. Me too. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Thank you so much oh, for sharing you. and doing all that you're doing to empower the people in your space and, and create opportunities. Uh, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Love you. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. To learn more about Passion Squared, you can visit us at passionsquared.net. You can find us on the gram and on Facebook at Passion Squared. And be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. We're so grateful. Thank you so much for joining us. Have an awesome day, guys. Love you.